Thank you. And then what else would you like to add? Yeah, there was one other thing too that I thought was really interesting for me during COVID. So as you know, as I said earlier, I was in school mm-hmm. and my brother, my sister, and my aunt were here in um, New York. So because of it, a lot of the students on campus, especially the ones who lived on um, the dorms, they had to evacuate and go back home. And there was a lot of pressure for me to go back home and go back to Queens. But I felt more safe in Ithaca because I felt that there was a lot of space. Um, The grocery stores had tissue paper and all the other essential items that were lacking in Queens. And even um, luckily, like I had a house to myself because my roommates who were international students from China left and went back to China. I was able to like host my family for a weekend in Ithaca. Maybe, no, there was, it was supposed to be a weekend and they ended up staying two weeks <laughs> to like have space and go to the store and have things there and walk and not worry about walking on top of any, on top of anyone. So I think that that experience also made me realize how being in a congested area could really like have some more detrimental effects when it came to COVID. So I was really grateful and and um, happy that I had that space, even though I know initially they urged me to come back home because I drive, my sister doesn't drive, um, and I could do certain things that um, that my some of my family members couldn't do. So that's something that I also could I also wanted to add, especially when you think about um, equity and like access to different resources in families, it really did come up during COVID. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I forgot there was a, a run on toilet paper. Like, yeah, it's ran out of toilet paper. And Lysol. That's right. Lysol, hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes. Like, yeah, and they had it in mm-hmm. So I was so happy that, I mean, I didn't have to be in New York during the darkest times, which I think were from March up until like 2020, I, I got to miss, I got to be here in the summer when things I think were cooling down. But I think um, I was so happy that I was in Ithaca and was shielded from like, I, I heard that people would say that they would just hear fire hydrants. And even when I would talk to my friends, I would just hear fire, not fire hydrants, um, ambulances in the background that it just seemed really that bad. Yes. On Zoom, I would hear ambulances, like when I would talk to my family or call my video chat my siblings when they would take a walk to get off the house. So I, I knew it was bad. Even especially, in Queens. Yeah, especially in Queens, the sirens were, it almost felt like every 10 minutes. I've never heard so many ambulances in my life. Yeah. Can we also talk about the that summer too when the fireworks were going crazy? I forgot about that. <laughs> that that was crazy that was in 2021 right that was 2020 summer 2020 I came back I left Ithaca for like a week and it was around right before Independence Day and people were just shooting firecrackers and I'm like what's going on that's right yeah that was we were like where did they get them from yeah it was really it was hard horrible um what else do I remember I remember the racial unrest um did you the target of my boarded up the sorry the I came home in June and the target in my neighborhood was still boarded up 
what oh that's right because they were afraid that people are going to lose mm-hmm. but in Ithaca there was the target wasn't it wasn't boarded up so those were some things I, I got to see the differences in the neighborhoods um or different differences in areas like from that time and to see like equity and health and who cares about what that's such a good point because I'm in South Jamaica Queens, and it, which is a, it's a working class neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I remember we didn't have any protests. Like people here, like I know that there were protests in Manhattan, um, and the supermarkets and stores would close early, and of course the restaurants were shut down. But we didn't have any protests way out here. Oh wow, there were protests in Ithaca. I will say. But funny enough, at the protest, it was mostly white people. But Ithaca is also a, a, a fairly white town. So that was something that I thought was interesting, too. That's so good to hear. Like, it reminds me that during the civil rights movement, when mm-hmm. there were white Americans who were also joining Black Americans to fight for civil rights. So it's, it's so yeah. good to hear. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only thing that I wanted to add, just, just to show how I felt and and it was hard for me too to not come back because my my sisters part in particular really wanted me to come back and and I and I didn't want to come back to New York City. Yeah. It's it's still changed. I don't know if you go into Manhattan, but there's a, there are a lot of stores that are still closed and a lot of homeless people live in front of these stores. It's really sad. I- I noticed yeah I know initially I was so afraid to take the train like I would I drive so um I only go into Manhattan unless like it would be hard for me to find parking like so I'll just I don't mind taking the train too but I used to drive into the city before everybody came back and I really enjoyed that aspect of um, being there but um I've noticed Penn Station is really really rough right now and um and I and I think I don't know if it's because it's cold or if it's because um, a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. that probably would have been able to have been managed pre-COVID, it's really hard because the resources have been, a lot of resources for health have been allocated to COVID that I think that maybe the people are not getting their medicine, they are having more issues because we're together all the time or maybe loss of income. There's just so many things that have had a ripple effect with um, mental health. And it doesn't even just have to be a houseless person. I've been just seeing a lot of people my age who are committing suicide or in depression because of the lack of um, contact. And I, I think that it was even more affected in our communities too, because a lot of us are living in houses or with families of multi-generations. So if I go out and party, and my dad or my grandparent is living with me and I get them sick. That's like a burden that a lot of people don't want to have. So I know a lot of my friends who live in this area didn't go out because they didn't want to get their parents sick. Mm-hmm. And then also there's also a lot of anti-vaxxers in my community too, especially the young, young people, younger like 20s. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't believe in the COVID vaccine and haven't taken it up until today. I do know. Yeah, I, I also know a lot of Black Americans. I know uh, religious Black Americans who don't believe in the vaccine. Some people, they don't trust the government. Right. Um, some people are very more into natural life. They don't yeah. believe in anything else. 
in their body. So like, I, I got to see a lot of things play out in like how people feel about this, the anxiety that it brought out of people, the friendships that it has broken. It's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been very, it's been, it's not been easy. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause yeah, like I, like I've been in therapy. My dad, um, he was a psychologist. He was a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. So and my mom and dad met in graduate school. They both got master's degrees in psychology. So for me, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I'm like an outlier when it comes to the Black community and therapy. Because for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, you have a problem. I have a problem. I go to therapy. But I've learned that a lot of Black Americans don't go to therapy. No, especially the immigrants yeah. as well. Don't in it. They're like, go pray. God will get you through. Um, so that's something I've also noticed too about, um, about what this pandemic has brought out of our communities. I think younger generations are more open, um, but I think our parent generation and older, even some of our generation, they don't believe in it. But you're right. There was a popular song about suicide, I think in 2020 or 2021. All my friends are dead. Something like that. Yeah. I was like, this is depressing and this is popular yeah and you know I also think that another thing too with COVID because we're not going out as much I think a lot of people have also spent more time on social media which also can exacerbate um exacerbate mental health issues too yeah because you feel I I definitely felt a lot more lonely when I looked at what my friends are doing online one of my good friends moved to um Bali and I was wow. like, oh man, I would love to live in Bali, but I'm a teacher. It's like, I don't know. It's it just makes more sense for me to work in New York as a teacher than the cost of living would be cheaper, but I'd also earn a lot less money in Bali. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Where are you teaching now? Oh, so I <laughs> I tell people so I have like three jobs. No, no. So I teach at a, a nonprofit. Um, I teach gifted children history. A nonprofit. I teach writing to students who are in foster care, and mm-hmm. um, and I'm also a preschool teacher. So, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, I was teaching at City College, but they had layoffs. I'm um, sorry to hear. Yeah, it's okay because they had layoffs in 2020 and then 2021, and they kept saying enrollment is down. Apparently, a lot of students aren't matriculating to to college um so I I figured like because I had gotten hired three years ago so I thought okay I'm probably up next um Mm -hmm. so which is fine I just you know now I pivoted into preschool so they're adorable um I can imagine and are you at school school is that the school that you're teaching at in Queens yeah yeah awesome so I work six days a week. So I teach Monday through Friday. Saturdays I teach in Manhattan. Um, I teach history. And then on Sundays, I try to rest. But, but I'm glad that you brought up mental health. Because I it's something that I um, I didn't think to ask about. But you're right. A lot of people were depressed. And there were a lot of suicides, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. It's really, really sad. And like, you know, I, I, I think that um, maybe not having as much human connection, not going out to events, probably had some, had um, an effect on it. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, is, hmm, thank you. You brought up a lot that I didn't think to bring up. Equity, like the activism. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a, it was a interesting time. It still is. It still is. Ex exactly. It still is. People are still look, trying to get work. A lot of people want to still work from home. Um, yeah. A lot of teachers retired because they did not want to work in person. I think that's, I don't know if that's why my job opened up, but all of a sudden there are all these jobs for teachers that are available. Um, are you talking about your job at City College? No, the, um, in the in the kindergarten. Um, in the preschool. Yeah, in the preschool. Yeah, I think it's not fair to a certain extent, um, but I understand that the best learning is in person because yeah. I think um, yeah. before COVID vaccine, uh, teachers were putting their lives at risk and that's, that's hard, especially if you're older. Yeah, I remember a lot of teachers were passing away, which is really sad. It's so you know? sad. Oh, and that reminds me about the definition of essential workers because they wanted supermarkets to stay open. And so then they said that cashier people are essential workers. Um, but then there's the disparity in pay. Like doctors are also essential workers, but cashier, they're not getting, I mean, I don't think they should get paid as much as doctors, but I, I definitely think they should get paid more money. Mm hmm yeah, I, 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 I think so. But um, I did like that some companies did offer a differential or hazard pay because of oh. the higher that um that they were taking. I forgot about that. You're right. Mm -hmm. The hazard pay and the unemployment. Yes, a lot of people. I loved listening to podcasts where they said like. Um, a lot of Americans got a living wage for the first time and they were able to like learn how to bake or learn an instrument or read books. Yeah. Yeah. We work way too much. That's true, right? For once, Americans got to just be and not like just do so much. But you're right. We're a country where we, we're doers. We work. Mm -hmm. Like capitalism is all about working and being productive and maximizing your time. It's a lot. It I'm is so a lot. Glad you brought that up. Thank you. No, no problem. I think you're doing great work. It needs to be done. Um, and thank you for choosing me or for tapping me into this. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, I I was excited that you were responsive and. I'll share the, the link to the podcast with you. I, I can't wait. Thank you, Yolanda. Well, have a good, what's today, Wednesday? Have a good Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>